Hey guys, this is Chelsea Eithoven and you're listening to Vibrancy Radio. I spent the better part of two decades in pursuit of shrinking my body, but diet after diet, I still never felt enough. And I don't know about you, but the last word I would use to describe myself while on a diet is vibrant. After becoming a certified health and nutrition coach, I finally dropped the diets, learned to trust my body again, and rediscovered the vibrancy that was within me all along. And now I help women like you do the same. Vibrancy Radio is your new go-to resource for science-backed nutritional knowledge, major mindset shifts, and body image breakthroughs. So if you're ready to stop feeling so dang stressed about food all the time and start focusing on all the things that make you unique and vibrant, then welcome to the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Vibrancy Radio. I will give you a little warning today. My dog is in the room. Oh, she looks like she's waking up. So normally I kick her out of the room because she, if she sees absolutely anyone, she will start barking and howling. She's a bloodhound. So if the FedEx person comes or UPS or Amazon or the mailman, heaven forbid, she will be howling for like 20 minutes straight. No joke. (laughs) And she also likes to shake her ears and lick, but she's asleep now. So we shall see if we can get through this entire podcast without awaking the beast. So (laughs) that's totally random, but let's go ahead and talk about my hyper focus of the week before we dive into our topic. So I'm changing the title of this section. I have done this for a while now where I talk about my thing that I'm obsessed with, right? And that I'm enjoying at the moment. And I just call it like the thing that I'm loving for the week. And I'm changing it to call it my hyper focus of the week because I think my fellow ADHDers will relate to that, right? And that's pretty much what it is. It's the thing that I'm obsessed with at the moment. And if it's your first time listening, I just share something super random that I've been really enjoying that I think you might enjoy too. So it could be a concept, a strategy, a product or something I've bought. It could be a food or a resource like a podcast or a show or a book. Literally anything is in limits. And it's just for fun just to share what I'm kind of obsessing over and I think can be helpful for you. And as we know, with ADHD, it literally changes weekly. So my hyper focus of this week is a produce tray. So this is so helpful. If you either feel like, number one, you don't eat enough fruits and vegetables, or number two, you buy fruits and vegetables and they go bad in the back of your fridge before you have a chance to eat them. Relatable, right? (laughs) So if either of these things happen to you, then you might want to try a produce tray. It has been so helpful for me. So what you're going to do is you take a clear container, like some kind of Tupperware, preferably with a clear lid, but if you don't have a clear lid, it's okay. Just make sure it's front and center in your fridge. Or I actually, the first time I did it, I used plastic wrap on top so that I actually could see it. So you take a clear container and when you get home from the store, whatever produce you bought, so if you bought fruits or vegetables to kind of munch on, as soon as you get home from the store, you're going to wash and chop up all that produce and put it in a tray so that it's literally ready to eat. And how I do this, so I you take you wash and chop up the produce that you have and you put it in this clear produce tray and then it's right there. You put it in the front row center in your fridge so that whenever you are going to make a meal or you need a snack or something like that, it is literally 
so easy to access because you don't have to worry about a lot of times with produce, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to take the time to chop that bell pepper up, right? But if it was already chopped up, I'll grab a handful of it and add it to my meal. So how I do this is I do use produce that I'm not produce that I'm cooking in my meals, right? Like if I'm planning on making a dish that has broccoli in it, I'm not prepping those. I'm actually doing random produce that's kind of for snacking or adding on to meals. So right now, for example, I have cherries, which I pitted and cut in half. Also, if you have ADHD, would not recommend cherries. It took so long and it was so annoying to pit them and cut them in half. But that's a mistake that I learned this time because I enjoyed cherries. But right now I have cherries, I have salad greens, and slices of bell pepper. So that is all in my produce tray. And when I go to make a meal or a snack, I will just grab a handful of one of these things. So I'll just grab a handful of salad greens and add some dressing or grab a handful of cherries or bell peppers and just throw it on my plate. So if I'm making like a sandwich or something or reheating leftovers, I just add some produce to it. And that makes the meal a little bit more well-balanced and gives me a little bit of fiber and also great nutrients, right? And it's been so helpful Also, it's been helpful for that, but also if I'm like cooking and I'm really hungry, you know, and you wait way too long and you're starving and you're trying to cook, I will pull out that tray and just kind of munch on it as I'm cooking. It's been really helpful for me to make sure that I'm eating enough fruits and veggies and has kind of simplified the process. So like I said, you chop up your fruits and veggies and you put it right in the front of your fridge so that every time you open your fridge, it's like the first thing you see, right? And it's been really helpful and I really enjoyed it. So I wanted to share it with you guys. And something else, if you do this and it's still going bad, produce is still going bad, I have two suggestions. Number one, try it again and buy less produce, right? Don't buy as much. You might be overshooting how much produce you're actually going to eat in the time that it takes it to go bad. And number two, make sure you're buying fruits and veggies that you actually enjoy eating. So I don't enjoy eating raw broccoli. It like bloats me like crazy and I don't like the taste. So you will never find me putting raw broccoli in this produce tray. Is broccoli good for you? Yes. But do I enjoy raw broccoli? No. So am I going to be eating raw broccoli? Nope, absolutely not. So I'm giving you permission to pick the fruits and veggies that you enjoy. So if you don't like any vegetables raw, then don't you don't have to use them, right? But some good ideas are pretty much any kind of fruit, right? So grapes, cherries, any kind of berries, any kind of, you know, apple or pear. You could you could chop up the apple and pear. If you don't want it to brown, then squeeze some lemon juice on top of it. Some veggie ideas that I've done are baby carrots, cucumber slices, cherry tomatoes, like I said, lettuce greens, bell peppers. There's like just so many different directions you could take this in. And it's all about what you enjoy, right? So if you take that and you use it, I hope you enjoy it because I have been really enjoying my produce tray. That is my hyper focus of the week. Okay, so let's dive into today's topic, right? And as you saw in the title, today we're going to be talking about and answering the question, are we using our ADHD as an excuse? Oh my goodness, this is woof, (laughs) right? Like I'm new to the topic of ADHD in general. And this honestly feels like a biggie with lots of emotional charge behind it, lots of different opinions. 
Uh, and I'm kind of honestly a little bit scared to tackle it, but I'm going to tackle it anyways because I think it's really, really important. And I think it's a much needed discussion. So I'm going to do my best to give this topic some justice and just share my thoughts with you, right? So first of all, where did the idea for this topic even come from, right? I feel like it's important to share this with you. Well, I recently started posting on TikTok. I had done it before, but I just started being consistent with it about like a week ago and talking specifically about ADHD and like more specifically than just ADHD barriers that we face when it comes to health and nutrition and mindset with ADHD. Yes, if you don't follow me on the social medias, then come join me on Instagram and TikTok. My name on both of those is Bright Light Chels. But the likelihood is that if you found this podcast, you probably found it through one of those platforms anyways. If not, though, come find me and say, hey, I would love to chat with you. Okay, so anyways, I posted a TikTok that said something along the lines of, I was just talking about neurotypical advice that does not work for ADHDers in my personal experience and with my clients, right? So a few of those being like, just force yourself to go to the gym or just use more willpower or just find your motivation, right? And if you have ADHD, you might resonate with how freaking annoying these are. <laughs> they can be annoying for people with ADHD, not only because our brains work differently and we actually quite literally struggle with impulse control more than other people, meaning we have less of this quote unquote willpower and, you know, motivation in general. Our brains don't work the same as other people. But another reason it's annoying is that we, they give no actual tactics, right? Like just kind of this random generalized advice that you can't really apply if you don't know how to. Like, that drives me crazy. Like, how do I find my motivation? How do I have more willpower? It's just so abstract. And a lot of times people with ADHD can't conceptualize it enough to put it into practice because, again, our brains don't work the same way as other people. So I got an overwhelmingly positive response to this video, which honestly was super nice to know that I'm not the only one that feels this way, right? But because I have a human brain and human brains like to focus on the negative, I literally, of course, focused on the literal three comments that were negative. <laughs> Out of, mind you, last time I checked, I had 737 comments on that post. But of course, my brain wanted to focus on the three that were not positive. And what those comments said, I'll share with you just what two of them said and what the one in particular that really triggered the my thoughts about this conversation and starting this conversation. I'll, we'll talk about those. So one of the comments was, well, I have ADHD and I do all of those things. Could it be that you just don't want to do them? Yeah, that one had me feeling some type of way. And if you have ADHD, it might have you feeling some type of way as well for somebody to suggest that I just we just don't want to do them and that's why we're not doing these things, right? Another comment that we're going to be talking about today is a comment that some kind person left and I think he really did have positive intentions right? I think everybody has positive intentions, but the comment he left said, excuses, you've got to self-motivate, right? And then he went on to say how it's just an excuse and we, we can't use our ADHD as an excuse to be lazy. 
So that's what we're going to be talking about today because this comment really got me thinking. Are we using our ADHD as an excuse, right? I mean, shoot, these two people in my comments, these three people in my comments really got it all figured out. They should really share their secrets, right? And sell it for millions of dollars. Because what is wrong with the rest of us that we can't figure out how to just force ourselves to work out and how to just force ourselves to have more willpower and just try harder? Why are we using this as an excuse? Is ADHD just one big excuse for not reaching our goals? So that's the question I wanna answer in today's podcast from my perspective. And I will go ahead and tell you, spoiler alert, I don't think that we are using ADHD as an excuse. And here is why. There is a difference between an excuse and an explanation. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I can't just take things at surface level. I've got to dive deep. I've got to research. I've got to examine every angle. I've got to play devil's advocate, quote unquote, even against my own opinions. So I really did this when I got this comment and I started to think about, are we using this as an excuse? Isn't an excuse, right? And again, I don't think so. For at least for most of us, I don't think we're using ADHD as an excuse. And I would even argue that for all of us, we're not using it as an excuse. But just again, to play devil's advocate, I will say most because I can't speak for every person that has been diagnosed with ADHD. I do, however, I don't think we're using it as an excuse, but I think it's an explanation of past struggles when it comes to reaching goals, right? Regardless of whether or not those are health and fitness related goals. And I I can't speak for the entirety of the population of people with ADHD, but I can speak for myself. I explained this concept in another podcast, the difference between an excuse and an explanation, but I really think it deserves more reinforcement and its own spotlight and more time to just talk about this. So let's talk about it. What is the difference between an excuse and an explanation? In my opinion, it is simply one word, and that word is responsibility. So I didn't create that video, right? saying that neurotypical advice that doesn't work for ADHD years, I didn't create that with the intention of saying or the meaning of me trying to say, because you have ADHD, because your brain doesn't respond to these types of quote unquote tips, right? Then you don't have to pursue health and fitness, or this is the reason you'll never reach your goal right? If I were to say, these are the reasons that people with ADHD can never reach their goals, I do kind of think I would look at that as an excuse, right? You're taking your ADHD and you are saying, because of that, you'll never be able to reach your goals. P.S. I am a health and nutrition and mindset coach. It's literally my job to teach you how to look at this differently and how to change things in your brain if you are looking at it as an excuse to change it to more of an explanation, right? So I I don't, I, I, I don't know. So using our ADHD as an excuse means that we are using it as a reason that we can't change in the future, right? It may sound like, oh, I'll never reach my fitness goals. I have ADHD. It makes it impossible for me. I don't have impulse control. I don't have willpower. I don't have motivation, yada, yada. It's just not gonna happen for me. 
What this will do is this furthers feelings of helplessness and disappointment because we feel like we can't reach our goals, we can't achieve the things that we really want to achieve, and it's completely out of our hands. I would agree that if we were talking about it in that way, then it would qualify as an excuse, which I don't really like the word excuse anyways, and we'll talk about why in a little bit. But using it as an excuse kind of absolves you of the responsibility of solving the issue, right? An explanation, on the other hand, helps you understand what the issue was in the first place. And then once you understand what was holding you back, then you have the responsibility of now finding a solution that works for you or changing your expectations, right? So, Using it as an explanation means that we're kind of acknowledging that ADHD has caused some of your struggles, right? And some of my struggles. And yes, we're saying that this is the reason why I've had more struggles with impulse control than other people, why I've not been able to motivate myself to go to the gym, why I haven't been able to be consistent in changing my health and wellness routine. But using it as an explanation means you're also taking responsibility and learning how to solve it moving forward. And so that might sound like, okay, I now know why I haven't been able to reach my fitness goals in the past. This makes so much sense now, right? And although ADHD is out of my control, I can't literally change the way my brain works. It is my responsibility to now seek out health and fitness solutions specifically for people with ADHD or just find the support or solutions from people who have been there before me, right? Do you feel the difference in the vibe of an excuse versus an explanation? Although looking at it as an explanation instead of an excuse comes with more responsibility and definitely more work, and it's definitely not as easy, it also comes with something else. It comes with empowerment and hope right? Because like that excuse comes with those feelings of disappointment and helplessness. Explanations come with empowerment and hope. There's hope for a brighter future and the change that you desire to make. Sure, your ADHD means that you might need more support than others. You might need to find different ways to go about reaching your goals than others. Again, you might need to change your expectations of how long it's going to take or what exactly it is that you want to achieve, but nothing is impossible for you. Absolutely nothing is impossible for you just because you have ADHD. I mean, truly, I want you to think about this in terms of like movies that we enjoy watching. It's not that exciting to watch a movie of somebody who started out ahead and then makes it big, right? What types of movies do we like to watch? We like to watch movies of the underdog, of where it looked like it was completely impossible for the person to reach their goal, and they did it anyways, okay? So you can think about it that way. It's not impossible for you. There are so many people out there who probably have achieved what you want to achieve in spite of the struggles that you have. So I just want you to start looking at it that way if you're not already. So what are the benefits of using thinking about our ADHD as an explanation versus an excuse? And why does this distinguishment even matter, right? I think that this really matters that, you know, and I'm making, I <laughs> it could be perceived that I'm making a big deal out of this one comment of some guy saying on my post, oh, you're making an excuse, you have to self-motivate. 
But I just think it's a good example, and I do think it's an important distinguishment because people with ADHD have likely heard their entire life in some way or another, in some area or another, that we're just making an excuse for our behavior. And I know that for people who don't have ADHD, it can totally seem like that, right? They can't really get into our brain and understand what we experience on the day-to-day. It's really a general kind of rule of thumb, I think, that most people assume that you experience the world in the same exact way they do, right? The way that they see things, the way the things that they're motivated by, the things that work for them. People assume that it will also work for everyone else, which by the way, side note, this is why in my theory, <laughs> I think some people deny the existence of white privilege or class privilege or other forms of privilege, but That's a discussion for another time and another day, right? (laughs) But I think the fact that we can't see from other people's perspectives, right, is a barrier for some people of understanding different forms of privilege. So I do think that if we can look at it as an explanation instead of an excuse, we can find deep comfort in finding some reasons for our past shortcomings, right? Just shifting that one word can make a massive difference in how we perceive that. The word excuse in itself is really plagued with a lot of negative energy. It holds that just that one word holds the energy of blame, shame, lack of responsibility, laziness, and quite honestly, superiority, right? The person blaming another person or saying like, oh, you're just making an excuse, right? Is usually in some way or another saying that the person who's making the quote unquote excuse doesn't deserve to be excused from their unacceptable behavior, that they're kind of just using it as an excuse and that leaves them scotch-free and a lot of people don't like that, right? They want people to take responsibility. And I do understand that. It makes sense, right? That they're like, I want you to take responsibility. And the, the funny thing about that is if instead of using the word excuse, remember, and we use it as we replace it with the word explanation, that gives us the ability to take responsibility. So it's kind of like this weird catch 22, right? But You might even do this to yourself, right? Like you might be saying to yourself, I just need to get over my excuses. I need to stop my excuses. And I just want you to look at it in a different way. And I want to gently remind you that typically negative emotions only breed negative outcomes. And using the word excuse and telling yourself that you're using excuses or if you're, you know, using that language for other people. When you're looking at your explanations as excuses, what you're going to do is you're just going to try harder, right? If you're saying, oh, I'm using an excuse, then the solution to that is to try harder. And then you're kind of robbed of the creativity it takes to think outside of the box of just trying harder, right? What we need to do instead of trying harder is to try different, Does that make sense to you? I hope that this is making sense and conceptualizing the way it is in my brain, right? You're not making an excuse. You're allowing yourself the flexibility to try something different. If you're looking at it as an explanation, you have the ability to try something different and find an accommodation that can help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve, but it's just going to look different than how other people achieve it. For a moment, I want to make a comparison here, okay? I want you to imagine we told a person 
who is paralyzed from the waist down. Perhaps they got into an accident. Perhaps they were born that way. Imagine that a person who is paralyzed from the waist down, we told them that they were making an excuse for not being able to run a marathon and that they just needed to try harder and that they could do it without a wheelchair, without any accommodations. I'm going to take a moment because that's kind of disgusting to even imagine, isn't it? At least it is for me. That's like so ick. Sure, this person could try harder and they might be able to make slight progress, right? And get a little bit farther than if they were to not try at all. If somebody said, you're just making an excuse, try harder. They could get maybe a little bit farther, possibly, but they would never likely be able to cover the same distance that, say, somebody like me could, who has never experienced being paralyzed from the waist down. But somebody along the way invented a wheelchair, right? And a wheelchair was a creative idea that at some point someone thought outside the box and solved a problem. They realized there was an explanation why people who were paralyzed from the waist down couldn't walk. And they didn't tell them that they were making an excuse. They recognized that that was an explanation why they couldn't do the same things other people could do. And they solved the problem, right? In a different way. They gave them the people who are paralyzed have an accommodation of a wheelchair and many other things that can help them achieve the same things that people who are paralyzed can achieve, right? And I, I know this is kind of a weird comparison and maybe even silly, and I hope not insensitive. If it is, please message me and let me know if my language needs to be changed or whatever. I'm always open to constructive feedback. But I just wanted to make the point that we need to change the way we're looking at it. And unfortunately, The reality is if our explanation isn't visible to other people, right? So a neurodivergent brain or having ADHD or, you know, other ways that your brain is different from other people, like having autism or things like that. If it's something that's not super visible, like, for example, being paralyzed from the waist down, that's very visible. There isn't much, we don't get as much understanding from other people, who don't experience it, right? They kind of just assume that you're experiencing things the same way they are. And so if they can do it, why can't you, right? And that can be really harmful. And I think I do see how some people have come to this conclusion. And a lot of it is actually just societal conditioning, right? This conversation in general The fact that this even has to be said is kind of a result of our society, our conditioning that we go through as a society. The fact that we kind of think that the way to solve every problem is just to work harder, right? That's so common. I think we can honestly thank capitalism for that, right? Like just try harder and you can make more money. Just try harder and you can get the body you want. Just try harder and you can, you know, yada, yada. It goes on and on and on. It's my... Is my liberalness showing yet? I feel like I've mentioned multiple things, but, you know, that's me and I'm not going to hide my political views. But I do think it's kind of, you know, capitalism is part of that, that we're just taught if we try harder, we can achieve things. And unfortunately, I don't think that's always the case. I think sometimes we need to try different things instead of just trying harder at the same things, right? Sometimes I think people who have really good intentions can accidentally cause harm, right? It's likely that the person who commented and said, well, I do this. Why can't you do it? Could it be that you just don't don't want it? Or the person that commented and said that 
insinuated that we're just making excuses because of our ADHD. They commented that, I believe, because I always believe the best in people, that they genuinely wanted to be helpful and provide a little bit of tough love, right? Quote, unquote, tough love. And that might work for that person. That might have been the solution for them. It's so individual what actually works for us, right? Or they might have grown up and that was all that they were taught, right? They said that they were just given tough love, that you just need to try harder. But it's important to realize that tough love, powering through it, just trying harder, just telling somebody that they're using an excuse, whatever works specifically for you won't always work for everyone. And telling them to try harder oftentimes doesn't lead to a better outcome, but instead it just leads to more feelings of invalidation for the person on the other end of the comment, right? They feel like, okay, well, I have tried harder and that hasn't worked for me. So now I just feel like I'm a piece of shit because I'm not trying even harder, you know, like like it just makes them feel worse a lot of the time. So (laughs) this podcast is interesting because I was just called to talk about this. And again, I don't have all the answers here, but I just wanted to share my perspective and how I think about what, what comes to mind for me when I think about the question, are we using our ADHD as an excuse? And again, I don't think that we are. I think that language matters. The difference between the word explanation and excuse matters. And our mindset matters tremendously. And I believe that for me, one of my purposes on this planet is empowerment, to empower other people to know that whatever they desire in this world, they can have, whether they have certain goals for their health and fitness, for how much money they want to make, for what career they want to be in, for what they want their family life to look like, all of that, whatever you desire, you can have. And that includes you, you listening right now, right? Especially ADHDers. We have so much creativity, uniqueness. We have awesome ideas and we have a lot to offer the world. But when we're just told that we're making excuses, it can really harm our self-esteem and it can actually stop us from providing to the world all of the awesome gifts that we do have to share, right? So I just want to encourage you not to give up on yourself. And if you feel like you've been using your ADHD as an excuse, I don't think you are. I think it's an explanation, but there's ways that you can learn to work around it, right? And and maybe even like, you know, find that the thing that you wanted, you might need to change the way you're going about it or, you know, change your expectations a little bit. And either way, there's no, no shame in that at all. And again, I just want to remind you that you are valuable, you are worthy, and you have a ton to offer this world, not despite your ADHD, but because of it. Having ADHD makes us such special, unique, different people in this world. And although we grow up in a world that kind of doesn't highlight our specific superpowers, that doesn't mean we don't have them, right? And that we don't have a lot to offer the world. So I just wanted to remind you of that. And I wanted to put my two cents into this conversation. And I hope that I did it justice, right? And thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you to do, can I ask you like a, just a quick favor? Could you please take them, take just a quick moment to leave a rating and a review and, or to subscribe to the podcast. And if you leave a review, you can tell me in the review, what was the most helpful thing about this episode or what did you like about this episode 
The reason I ask this is because this will help the podcast get in front of other ADHDers, right? And P.S. Here's a little insider information for you. Here at Vibrancy Radio, we're about to do a little rebrand and make this podcast even more valuable for people specifically with ADHD. So I'm super excited for that rebrand to happen and for this to get in front of more people with ADHD. So you taking a moment to kind of leave a rating and review could have a positive impact on another adhd because it could lead them to this information that they could use. And I would appreciate it so much, and I know they would as well. So if you have the time to do that and you do take a moment to leave a rating and review, I want to just thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate you so much. And even if you don't, thank you for taking the time to listen. And I hope that you got value from this. I really appreciate you being here. I always say this like a million times at the end of my episodes, but I really, really do. (laughs) So... I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for being here. And I'll see you next time on Vibrancy Radio. 